Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. All right. Well, look at that. He's on fire, man. Sitting in What's his up? studio. <laughs> How are you today? I'm hot. I'm tired. You're it's been hot? a long morning so far. I got into the <laughs> shop early to get a vehicle prepped out for my guys with finishing out a PPF job yesterday. And then I had a couple early consultations that weren't scheduled that just kind of showed up. So, hey, it's money. You're not going to say no, right? And then... Uh, and then I have every Thursday, I have an hour in my studio here where I do pad work with one of my old boxing trainers so I could get, get in the time I need to stay fine-tuned just in case things decide to pop off in this world. Uh, <laughs> or at an evening, you know. That's event, right. At an evening who knows? Event. Who knows? But either or. So, yeah, it's, I'm just cooling down from that and then uh, jumping onto this. And then I go to jump on and some reason, which is odd because the podcast area all hardwired in didn't show internet so i just unplugged the modem and plugged it back in and boom done fixed good That's it. <laughs> sometimes a reboot is exactly what you need man i'm telling it's you it's so man. weird how that works right it's i guess because it just runs for so long and so hard that yeah yep well but. we're we're super excited to have you um for those of you tuning in if you don't know who this is i'm surprised this is justin lovato owner of JL's showroom. Is it auto salon? Auto salon. It's like and many hats. I mean, let's just, that's this, one of the yeah. things you're already talking about some of the hats, like, you know, so your, your salon, you have full detailing. Uh, you've got window tinting, you've got a PNS showroom or I mean a PNS storefront. Uh, your, your, what else do you guys provide at the, at the salon? Uh, paint protection film and yep. Uh, we're also, uh, have cornered the market with offering, uh, RO spotless water for mobile detailers. We've got about 15 plus mobile detailers that come by to pick up, uh, or fill up with water and pick up supplies. So it works out very well for the storefront aspect. Oh, wow. So you're, you're doing the DI water for other, other folks too. Yeah. And nobody in the area in the County was doing it. I mean, you've got places that you could get drinking water refills from, right? I mean, that's pretty common. Right. But as I as I did my market research, I noticed that nobody has invested into setting up that way. Again, there's nobody else in the market either locally in my county that does an all-in-one one-stop shop like I have either. So why not add that is what I thought. But maybe right. they don't have the opportunity or the advantage. And you know how detailers are sometimes and not to knock the detail community. But sometimes people like to stay in their bubble and not deal with other detailers and build those relationships it's a common thing so me on the other hand i i've been involved with obviously other detailers locally and outside of that so it was like hey why not make it a hub right you know well, that way we could go there's ahead. other hats you wear right so you know buff, buff and, and shine. poster child for buff and shine which you <laughs> yeah. got a better picture of that behind your head 
but then you're also you do uh, you do trainings. You're a, you're not just a recognized trainer, but you also do trainings. For, I mean, from from Rennie's group all the way across. I mean, to, to the other tip of the cor the country there in Florida, which we've been to a, a couple of those there. So you do deal with a lot of detailers because you're yep. out there actually helping helping detailers in your area learn how to do their trade better. Yeah. Uh, as well as now a new venture that you're jumping into. So holy crap. And and some investments on the side in a club. I mean, I don't know where you get there's like it's a here. bar and restaurant, not a club. Because <laughs> if it was a club, I probably wouldn't be here as often. <laughs> there, there's just a lot of hats that you wear. I'm like, how do you find the time to do that? Plus, you still have you have a wonderful family at home. You got, you know, a couple of kids, a beautiful wife, you take care of that. I mean, holy cow, dude, do you sleep at all? Comfortably. Yeah. Comfortably. <laughs> Comfortably. Yeah. With, with my wife and my daughter, which she shouldn't be in the bed, but she still is. That's a whole other subject. It's just comfortably she's with me. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things like, um, and I, and I hate to compare myself cause there's such bigger, better, badder entrepreneurs out there in the world that really absolutely kill it. But you kind of start to roll with the punches in life and you start to figure out what opportunities make for best interest of being able to balance your time. Yeah. Some require a significant amount of time, some don't. Um, and if you're able to fit in those opportunities within a um, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. time frame in your day, why not take it on, especially if it produces additional revenue or maybe it just adds to the resume temporarily to achieve that next level or next goal in your life, whatever that may be, you know, right. uh, such as like Auto Geek, for example. You know, I that was not in 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 my site of goals or anything that I had established uh, in regards to building my resume. This was just something that came up because of where and what I've done to a point to where I guess I was at the top of that list as, as a candidate to fulfill that, that spot uh, with Mike exiting. So I just, you know, asked what kind of time was involved and looked at it that way and said, this is where I feel I want to be. Where do you guys want to be? And everybody was happy and we moved forward and mother feather in the cap, right. but that's, that's a whole nother journey in itself. I feel that's going to, um, bloom over the right. years. So what? So what is your official title at Auto Geek? Uh, technically, it's more of the lead uh, education consultant. So I'm going to help lead that whole uh, space in regards to education, training, uh, all the product videos on content for uh, you know when when vendors that or manufacturers that Auto Geek offers their products will be able to go and do product videos. Same thing with the trainings going into 2022 as we open up a little bit more and have some trainings. And the good thing right now with AutoGeek, if, if, if you're not aware, if the listeners aren't aware, is that there's been a change in the videographer. Yancey uh, stepped out and, and he pursued a lot of what he's really good at on his own. Uh, so there's a new videographer there. Mike obviously stepping out and me filling in that position and them having a brand new facility that they're moving into at yeah. the end of this year. So it's going to be a whole new look, whole new feel. So it's 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 going to be quite the uh, opportunity to say to help build that new legacy of what you know Mike has done such a great job at uh, building. So to help right. kind of continue and that, that. 
I think that's a, you know, we got to give a shout out to Mike Phillips. I mean, that guy is such a legend in the industry. He has had such an impact. He's trained so many people. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and to have the opportunity for you to come in on, on his shoulders, you know, on the foundation that he set. And now you get to build that next legacy. And I'm, I'm straight up excited because I saw what you did as the president of the IDA. And other than you and Keith, to me, you and Keith DePlessy were hands down the best presence that we've had in the, in the past couple of years. And so I'm really excited to see what you're going to do to bring, bring that to, you know, the next level to the auto geek training experience. Um, and to bring your personality, your experience, your, your passion for the industry and entrepreneurship, I think will really you know, elevate that experience for people going to the auto geek trainings. hundred percent agree. I think all those things you touched on, you know, some of those things are missing uh, in the lineup of training at auto geek. You know, a lot of it was geared towards show car garage detailing. Nothing wrong with that. Mike did a great job at it. Uh, didn't really get to touch too much in the category of interior and or business. So that's where me coming in and having the experience of an operator and, and somewhat, you know, I would consider a successful operator uh, allows me to kind of preach and speak based on my experience. And then, of course, my travels of others experiences to really help with those coming into the industry or still in the industry that want to grow. Right. And that's that's one of those things is I was actually talking to another one of our clients today who I mean, obviously, everybody, everybody can't be everything right you got to work in your environment you know the reason your shop is successful is where because of where you're at and because of who you are so everybody's unique um but i was talking to somebody who does a lot of different services that picks up a bunch of different services does some storage um at, which is a great way to get a captive audience you store vehicles or motorcycles or rvs you got a captive audience to, to bring them in and clean them and, and do the detailing on them um, and then, you know, like you look at folks like Jim Gogan, who's got multiple lines of business. Uh, and I think that's what's important. And, and that's one of the things that I, I like about what you said about taking the opportunities as they come is people have to look in their area and see what does your environment lead you into? You know, if you're in a very, very cold climate, you're going to go a different route than if you're a very warm climate. If you don't have boats, you know, obviously you don't want to be a boat guy in the middle of the snow. So, yeah. <laughs> but but there's people that do that kind of stuff you know up in alaska you've got a couple of buddies up there that you know that do stuff in alaska that have a really good niche in in alaska and you know people say alaska who details in a lot well there's a lot of people in alaska in a lot of the cities and you know alex does a great job up there and ryan mcgowan a couple of the guys we know up in alaska that really do a really good job up there so you know, focusing on your area and um, what you're doing you know we we look at uh some of the people that we met you know, this year we've gone to two events. You know, unfortunately, SEMA looks like it's having a lot of issues. But, you know, the Southern Detailers Conference, we saw you there. And there's a lot of people that were at that thing. Um, and then at we were just at MTE and saw a lot of people from over on this end of the country that, that are, as well are, are picking up um, business in their specific area. You know, Justin Day and Tommy Romo, some of the guys from Las Vegas that it's you it's really unique we get and i feel we're very fortunate in the sense that we get to travel around a lot and we get to see a lot of these different environments and meet with a lot of people that have a different way of doing it. so if you're if you're talking to a young person just starting out you know what what advice do you give somebody walks into your training 
hi, I'm Joe, and this is, I just started this six months ago. You know, what, what advice do you give them to figure that out? Without being too blunt, I would say you have two ears and one mouth. Listen twice as much as you speak. Start there. <laughs> yep. And then from there, you know, be a sponge, you know, absorb as much as you can. Sometimes ring yourself out to get rid of the excess stuff that's not needed and and then, you know, absorb again, you know, and, 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 and listen and learn from different people because not every perspective is going to be right or wrong, but it's just going to be that the way that they did it that made them successful. So kind of cherry pick it what you feel is a good fit for you and put your own spin on it and run with it. But it takes time. And I think the instant gratification of this day and age is what screws people up because they expect to walk into a shop like mine and be or sh other shops like that are even bigger and better than mine and be like, I want this. I can just make this happen overnight. And they don't see the blood, sweat, tears and years, you know, decade or double decade of somebody building that and, and people sleeping in their cars and all yeah. that side of it. And that's where they need to realize that time will deliver as long as they you know, stay motivated and, and set goals and that, and, and listen to the, to the right people and, you know, do the right thing with integrity. And I think all that adds up to being a, a winner and being more successful and figuring it out, you know, shoot for the stars, land on the moon kind of scenario. Right. How, right. how long did it take you to get to where you are today? Uh, funny thing is, you know, and you guys have heard this story, you know, I was unemployed begin uh, second and second quarter of, 2008 and uh got into detailing january or no june of 2008 june 1st and then january 1st i owned my own business and then i just never looked back but i knew because of who i was in my past and my background of being a screw-up that i had one opportunity to make something of myself and, and and do right by it and i wasn't really the best in school so i just ran with it but 13 years to be exact you know 13 yep. years uh of of hard grinding and my first event is what changed my world, literally changed my world. My first mobile tech expo event and meeting Mike Phillips, meeting Rennie Doyle, meeting Jason Rose, meeting, you know, the people in the industry that had helped grow it from, from that point and back and um, getting in front of them and actually staying in the involvement of the events. Um, that's really, I think, what helped mold it. And, and again, taking my own advice and listening to those people and taking with what worked for me and running with it and exercising it. You know what I mean? Someone could tell you something, just like guys that go to college and then they get out and they never exercise their degree. Yeah, you know, right. It's the same idea. And not everybody's a fit for this, you know? And that's the thing is you got to be a certain type of person to really hustle this kind of side of, of work out in the industry and all these different tasks, whether it be detail intent, PPF. I mean, they are all kind of starting to fall under the same umbrella right now. Moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, a, I think that's really important to, to, to really listen to that, your story and a lot of people that are in the same boat. I mean, you look at how long Mike Phillips and Jason Rose and Rennie Doyle have been in the game. Um, and, and every one of those guys, including yourself, are trying to help the next group of people do it faster. And I don't think people realize that, that when you go to a training and you learn from somebody, they're, they're literally there to help you do it quicker than they did. But yeah. you still can't skip steps. 
And that's the, um, you know, Jody and I and Prentice Sinclair are doing a, a business series that's going to start here in September. September 16th. And it's really talking about business. And one of the keys to that is you can't skip steps. You know, I can't come off the street and go, okay, how do I need to set up my Facebook page so that I get 5,000 customers tomorrow? Well, it's not going to happen. You've got to start with something. You've got to build the reputation. And you got to go through all the steps, you know. Um, I always go back to some automotive example, but my dad used to always tell me, he's like, nobody comes out of high school and buys a Ferrari. You got to you got to have a piece of crap to start with. Everybody has a piece of crap to start with. And it helps you appreciate it when you get to the level of when you have a nicer car. You yeah. just have to go through the steps and you can't skip. If you skip, you're going to fall backwards. And sometimes when you fall backwards, you go, okay, what did I skip there? What did I do wrong? Okay, I didn't know enough about this area. And you learn and you go forward. I mean, I saw a statistic two days ago. It said it took Apple Corporation 42 years to get to $1 trillion in, in revenue. And to get to $2 trillion, it took them one year. So if they hadn't taken those 42 years and all of those steps to get to that first trillion, they never would have gotten to where it took them one year to get to it, the next trillion. So that's mind boggling. It is mind boggling. It's staggering, but it is. And then, and then maintaining it, right. You know, it's one thing getting there. Then now that you're there, you're like, shit, now what do I do? You know what I mean? Like, how do I maintain just what I just spent that 42 years building? Like, Oh crap. There's the challenge, right? Right. But sometimes I, I, and I, and I know that you've, you've allowed us a lot of insight into your business, which we really appreciate, but you know, for you wouldn't have gone that first year and, and expanded into that whole shop. You weren't at that level. Right. And so by, by taking that, that spot you had to begin with and then expanding years later, you're able to maintain that you've put your financial self in a position where you can afford it, you know, COVID didn't affect your business adversely. And I watched a lot of people in March of last year go two weeks out the door. They did not have themselves set up. They did not have the foundation. It's, um, yeah, I mean, when I bought the business, I bought it from a gentleman that I went to work for June 1st. And six months later, I owned his business. But the point to that is that the location he was at was about seven, 800 square feet. And he was right around $600 a month in his payment out of that bay. And I had the opportunity to move into the building I'm in now because my relationships of working for the car audio window tip business uh, in the early 2000s, they had opened up 1,800 square feet in the back of their building. And the funny thing is every time me and that gentleman would go to lunch, uh, we would always drive by this building because it was literally right around the block. And we'd be like, man, that'd be so cool if they put you know, they put a detailer in there because they do so much traffic with car audio and window tint. It's all related. And then when I had the opportunity, but what what held me back for about a month was $200 going from 600 and some change to 800 and some change in in a monthly rent fee. And that was a big difference because I was literally, I was used to a couple unemployment checks and getting into detailing and and just making a little bit of cash with with him. And I I wasn't mentally prepared for that level of financial gain and trying to figure all that out. And it took a little while. Now, when I look at it, what I did in my year of 2009, which was a completely different time in detail, and there weren't coatings, there weren't big bad shops, there no. weren't a level. Of, I mean, it wasn't that way. It was common core stuff. You had to earn it. You really had to hustle it out and grind it out. But that first year, my revenue, we do in a week now. Yep. A whole year of revenue in my first year, we now do in one week. 
right? And it's Which not I, that uh, the, it's, the, it's just that's that's huge. Yeah, and the thing about it is, is um, you know, I see a lot of people out there that are that are kind of um, the only thing they post is the the Ferrari or you know the Corvette or the the Hellcat, and that's great. Everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to do stuff. But I, but you know, the times I've been in your shop. There's a Mazda in there. There's a Mazda SUV. There's there every time, every <laughs> single time. And so the thing about that is, is it's you've got a great reputation in your area. You know, I mean, in, in your county, you are like the guy to go to and you get high end cars. But but what I like about it is that your guys put just as much attention into the Mazda SUV as they do into the Ferrari. Right. I mean, obviously different paint, different techniques, different amount of liability, but but the, the thing is the same, a ceramic coating going on that car, there's just as much care when you're doing like the, what I call the QC, when you're doing the walkthrough around the end of it, you're telling them the same thing. You're like, hey, there's a spot over here. Make sure you clean that up. Make sure you do this. And your guys are like, yeah, I know I've got that. And so that's what I like about the training and the, um, the work ethic that goes into your shop is that those guys know that each and every one of those adds to the whole bucket. You know, it's not just show the really cool one. It's show all of them. No. And to your point, that's, that's the thing is it's just keeping it open and in time, you know, that's where living through it, it, it allows you to just one help others, but the building of that. Yeah. Over time. I mean, obviously it doesn't come overnight. Right. Right. I think there was something there that you said a few minutes ago that is really, really important about 2009. You know, you had to mentally dig in to where you were in your business. And I think a lot of times business owners hit a wall and the true test of whether or not they're going to make it is if they can mentally shift and go, you know what, I need to execute in these aspects of my business so that I can push through this challenging time. And I think that's really um i think a lot of people really struggle with that right because they have this idea they see you they see rennie they see you know mike phillips they see all these successful people and and they don't see the process that it took to get you they just see that all of a sudden you're there right and nobody can prepare you for that personal journey so talk about how that mental entrepreneurial mindset really, really is critical to your success as a business owner? There's a shift. I don't know when or how each individual has this shift. So I'll speak on it from my own perspective. But my shift was, you know, everybody says go through trainings, go through trainings. Absolutely. And they are very important. You got to pick and choose wisely because, you know, some content is like textbook style. You put the pad on the machine, you apply the product, put the product <laughs> on the pad, and da 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 on the pad. Great, good. You're going through the arithmetic of the process. Then there's where you get more of that uh, internal, like, I'm going to guide you. Yes, you're going to do it this way, you're going to do it that way, but here's the reason behind why you need to do it that way. You know, and, and those kind of trainings are really more involved, I feel like, on a personal level versus the textbook style. And, and to my point of saying that is like when I did Rennie's training, and, and I'll talk about this till, till the end of time because it, it was very important to me. It may not be important to other people, but it's one of the top trainings that you're going to be able to go through because it's going to change you mentally. 
And that's the whole point of it. It's not just about the textbook style of detail. This is personal life and detailing and moving forward. And there was something that he said to me on the car ride home one night that said, you know, you need to stop focusing so much on how good you can make the paint look because you're going to stay so focused on that looking down, always focusing on being a purist and trying to get rid of this and get rid of that, that you're going to miss other opportunities that are going to come your way. Because you're going to be so focused on the craft that business opportunities are just going to pass you by. Because you're so focused on, I got to be the best. I got to be the purest. That's when I started to realize it's all freaking paint and wheels. And then you start going to different shows, right? You start, I yeah. Barrett, I did, you know, Monterey. And I start seeing all these supercars and high-end cars. Yeah, they have different sexy curves to them, but it's all paint and wheels at the end of the day. Yeah, one's more expensive, one's a little bit one-off, whatever the case may be that makes it, it this big whatever big deal. But it's all paint and wheels. And at that point, you're just enhancing and preserving somebody's vehicle as a luxury service. Now, granted, we all got to start with dealing with mom and, you know, soccer mom and kid cars and crappy cars. But at the end of the day, it all flips to where it's now a matter of what can I do to offer you a luxury service that will provide something that is going to enhance and preserve your investment. And that's right. where it becomes business. And then once you start looking at this business, that's when things switch. That's when you, you know, be a technician that runs a business versus a technician that's just with, uh, basically a technician within your own business. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? And, and you're not looking at it from that perspective. And right. you need to be a business owner first. It's good to be a technician. And the biggest thing I learned growing up with my father always being in restaurants is that you need to know every aspect and be know how to be a player on the team from every point. You need to know how to wash dishes. You need to be a server. You need to be a hostess. You need to be able to run the numbers. You need to be able to cook. That way, if someone's out, you got it all. Same thing with detailing yep. and running the shop. If you could do all that stuff, and you're willing to jump in, but yet you could run the numbers and also get the books filled for scheduling. That's going to make you a badass business owner. Yes. Because I, I see some of these guys jumping in that zero detailing skills, but they want to run a detail shop with five guys. Yeah, Good they got to understand it. And that's what, you know, funny, we changed our logo to this, this guy that's like half. It's kind of... Uh, basically what it envisions is you're half business owner and you're half technician. Don't... Yep. You can't be one thing. You can't have one hat, right? And I think so many times people get stuck in the mode of, you know, I've got to be, like you said, this badass detailer. And you do, but then you've got to learn how to pass that on. I mean, if people want to go to that next level, the next level of ownership in a detailing shop is having somebody else do some of the work so that you're not constantly, because if you're constantly a one-man shop and you're constantly working on the car, who's out selling your next job? You're right? going to cap. Always right, you're going to cap out, and that's as far as fast and as far as you can go, and that's okay if that's your goal, but you've got to look at your goals and be realistic, measure them, and see what is that next thing. What is that next thing that I want to do? Um, everybody's obviously not going to be the spokesperson for Buff and Shine, and that's those are wonderful opportunities that that people get, um, but they've got to be able to figure out how to do it in their area, you know. And so, um, I, I have a an analogy. I know a guy that he's a he's a college professor. Um, he's a really super intelligent guy. He started his life out as a uh, managing bands. And he tells this story where he goes, yeah, I had this crappy garage band that I managed out of Texas. 
And he goes, and I finally, I just fired him. I told him, he goes, I walked into the guy and he said, you guys, you guys suck. You know, one cord and you guys suck and you'll never go anywhere. And he goes, and I walked out and he goes, and then Billy Gibbons looked at me and flipped me off and I walked away. And he was the manager for ZZ Top before they got big. Oh, damn. But he, he couldn't see beyond that next level and where they could go. And so his, his blind spot took him in a different direction. He's a successful guy. He's a college professor and he does really well for himself, but he always uses that as an example of don't let your ego get too far ahead of you to see that next level of where you can go. I agree. And even just to put it out there, like with my opportunities, I never asked for any of it. It, I just stayed in my lane and put my head down. The only thing I personally went after was education. I wanted to know how to be a better technician, a better business owner Yep. You know, obviously for, for, for money, you know, and, and being able to grow the business and be better at the business. But after that, that's when the opportunities came, you know, such as yeah. mothers, buff and shine, auto geek, all these opportunities came to me versus me going after them. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They try to step out of their comfort zone when they're at an event and be like, Hey, you need me, someone to be a spokesperson or ambassador for your brand i got you yeah yeah it's like no let them come to you right well that's i think that's the thing is um you know there's a huge difference but it's very subtle between being cocky and being confident yeah and i think a lot of people confuse those um because they have their own mind involved in it i've never viewed you as somebody that's cocky you're very confident in what you do um, when you're training people, you're very confident in your skills and everything. But there are some people out there that are super cocky, and that doesn't get you anywhere. And I think your confidence um, is kind of what draws those opportunities to you. You know, you're soft-spoken. Um, a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people talk about other people, and they'll they well, that guy's not approachable or whatever. You're super approachable. I mean, somebody could just walk up and ask you a question, and that's why I think those opportunities come to you. And you have absolutely zero uh ego about helping somebody that doesn't know anything so i think those are some qualities that people need to have is you know open yourself up quit being so cocky about stuff allow your you know if you're if the guy that's next to you calls you up and asks you a question don't roll your eyes oh freaking idiot just help him out i mean there's two guys in salt lake that their shops are really close brigham salazar and i can't remember the other guy's name right now i apologize but they they could be competitors they're right there but they actually work together and That's they'll call awesome. each other at Brigham will go, Hey, I got a huge ceramic job. If you can come over, I'll split it with you. And they actually work together really, really well. And that's, I think that you take a lot of the ego out of that and you just, you're helping each other out. There's plenty of work to go around. You know, I think one of the things too, that you said, there's, you got to really dominate your lane, right? As you dominate the lane that you've chosen for your business, those opportunities will come over time. Right. So don't try to force them. Just Mm -hmm. focus on up in your game, becoming the best business owner, the best craftsman that you can become and offer the best service. Not only will you, you know, attract the right customers for your business that will extend your brand and your consistency over time, but you'll also be perceived as someone not only a leader in your community, but also in the industry. So as you're looking forward, because, I mean, obviously we can keep going. What do you have coming up that's that's exciting, you know, with AutoGeek that people can look forward to and, uh, you know, especially coming up in 2022? 
So with finalizing the year with everything they have going on with their new facility, we're, we're going to get to that point of let, you know letting everything get settled once the move-in is done. And then looking at 2022 is when we're really going to go into offering some of the trainings that were previously offered with AutoGeek. Um, we're looking at the curriculum right now on how we're going to um, title it, how we're going to uh, involve other brands like they have in the past, maybe some other trainers, and really expand it uh, going into 2022 with the same idea of doing, you know, two to three, three to four trainings a year uh, under the AutoGeek brand at the facility. And the best thing I love about that is that they got everything at their fingertips, every tool, oh, yeah. every product. Yeah. Yep. But now we get to talk business and we get to do all these uh, additional um, things that are other opportunities that are now offered from AutoGeek previously, uh, you know, that weren't now are. And so, and it's good because um, that's the direction they want to go into now is going after more of the professional market. Uh, they were always really into the consumer market, obviously, but I think in the past 20 years, they've established uh, a really good following with that aspect of it um, and professionals just alike. But yeah, I think now that that's, that's kind of the vision that um, they have at Auto Geek that we have together and we're just putting stuff together and framing things up as we speak. So, I mean, this is, uh, it's new. You know, just like when I got involved with Buff and Shine, my first year, it was all new. They didn't have a spokesman or anybody helping them out in the detail community. So it's 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 things that you have to build as a relationship, you know, right? Like a husband and wife, you know, you yeah. don't know. The, 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 there's 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 we just met and went on our first date. Now now we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Now now we're, you know, engaged and then we're going to be married. And as you all know, after marriage, things change there too. So it's it's all time, right? So it's a relationship essentially that right now um, we're dating and and we're on the engagement side, you know, contract to say. And uh, so, (laughs) so let's, let's see how this goes, you know, with the marriage and all that good stuff. I foresee it and they foresee it being a very positive thing, but you know, this, this day and age that we live in, anything could be thrown at us for a wrench, right? Well, I, I think it's going to be huge. I'm super excited, um, you know, and, and I'm excited for you. I mean, this is a great uh, kudos to you. It is, you know, it is well-deserved. I mean, you truly are a phenomenal ambassador. I've watched what you've done for the IDA, for Buff and Shine, for, you know, t- training people. And, and I'm just excited. And I, I want to, you know, give you a mad shout out. Rod and, Rod and I are super proud to be associated with you. And I look forward to uh, seeing what you have coming. So how do people get connected with you? Um, They could reach out to me on social media. I have uh, Facebook. It's just Justin Lovato um, or the JL Showroom Model Salon for the business page. And the same thing with uh, Instagram, JL Showroom Model Salon. Um, They could call the shop directly. The shop number is 321-723-6976. So if anybody has any questions, I'm here Monday through Friday, um, unless I'm out uh, for an event or something I'm obligated to within the industry. But aside from that, I'm here Monday through Friday. So they can hit me up that way. That's awesome. And if you get an opportunity, go to one of the trainings. It's awesome. Not just an awesome facility, but it gives you a really good idea of how to set up multiple lines of business. You've got them segmented out beautifully where each one has a focus. And I just I think it's 
it's kind of the uh, it's a perfect scenario to just show people how to do you know a storefront or window tint or PPF or or detailing or anything training. You name it, yeah. Justin's involved. And the biggest thing too is a lot like you had mentioned earlier to touch on that is a lot of the guys jump in and they see the Ferraris and all the posts and social media is it's a necessary evil, right? You got to be on, but you don't want to be on because there's a lot of fake it till you make it. And there's a lot of BS, but there's yet, there's a lot of realism behind it. So it's kind of hard to navigate through that and see who's really doing what. Right. Um, so, you know, with that, it's, we started doing the same thing where in the beginning, our, our, our reputation was built on interiors. And then as, as correction and coding became a thing, we got in, I got into it in 2013. So I was, a, I was an early adapter to say to a lot of that within the market, but you know, we don't look at the high end supercars. You know, some people think I want to just detail those. And it's like, no, we we've moved into working with brand new to like new vehicles. Yeah. So it makes, yes, the work easier. But like you had mentioned, I don't care if it's a Miazda, a Camry, if it's a brand new car, it gives me a better opportunity to preserve somebody's return on investment with that vehicle investment right, by investing right. in us. And then it begins a relationship. And that's how I look at it from a business perspective and then retention, right? Getting them back in for the maintenance. I don't care what we're putting on there. I mean, it's quality, it's premium in regards to a treatment of a coating or PPF, whatever the case may be. Uh, we're not playing brand wars and I'm not being a cheerleader for the biggest coating company around. I want the formulation. I want it to work. And then I want the customer to be happy and I want to get paid what it's worth, but yep. I want the return to maintain that, to be, to build that relationship. And that's where it's kind of moved us into a category of working on mostly brand new vehicles to where now when customers come in with those old beaters or just nasty vehicles, well, I just respectfully tell them they're not a candidate for our services. And then I get to refer them out and spread the love within the detail community locally to others right. that, would like to do that and build their reputation on those beaters. No, right, that's good. right. You got to know awesome. when to say no. And that's when you get to that point, that's a beautiful day in your life. We hit that several years ago and we turned, we literally turned down a client and said, and they're a huge client. It's, it was a, uh, 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 well, I'm but their name, but they're, that, they're, that's why, that's <clears throat> why you sleep at night. That's right. That's You're right. comfortable, right? You're happy where you are. You know, you yeah. built your business to a point where, you're comfortable. You have a nice living. You can support your family. You're pursuing other ventures as you're being invited to because people see the brand that you've built and they want to be associated with that. Yeah. So, you know, as you dominate your lane, as you stay in that and build your brand, build your business, those opportunities will come. So just be patient. And, yep. and that's the hardest thing as a business owner to be is patient, you know, to pay the price to get that success that you've been driving for. But it will come as you put forth the effort over time. Yep. So, well, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us. Um, if there's anything we can do, guys, please go check out Justin Lovato. If you don't know him, I don't know where hey, you you've been, been hiding from. under a rock somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Take yeah. Thank you very much. Justin stuff. Uh, and then, um, you know, can't wait to see the new facility that you, that uh, that Auto Geeks putting together. I've been I've been spamming the the social media and Megan and being like, hey, when can we come visit? Hey, when can we come visit? That's so, right. I can't you know, wait. Can't wait so, to see it. So, well, you have a fantastic day. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining us, and uh, we will check you same time, same bat channel, just next week. Awesome, Jody, Rod. Appreciate it, guys. Have yep. a good day. Thank you, Thank you buddy.
He's dead. 